Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Not every show can be your Oscar-worthy moment. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Once again, happy Friday from awesomeo.com. It's the NFL betting show. It's really not just the NFL. We're going to be talking horses. We're going to be talking college football. A little Thursday night football recap, but we got you covered for everything this Sunday. Myself, Ben Razzi, here with my man, Julian Edlow. Sir, I hope that your Friday morning is going better than mine. I nearly broke a computer and I spilt water all over another computer. Uh, the disheveledness is at an all-time high over here. Yeah, no, I haven't broken any computers. I probably could have b- just bought myself a new computer if I hadn't been betting uh, games this week. So uh, yes. <laughs> you look at it however you want to look at it. It, it. This is just peak, like I said, peak disheveledness. But you, you just mentioned that. We were talking a little before the show. With college football, you know, with the Maction back, the Mountain West has taken over Thursday nights. We got games tonight in college. There is football basically seven days of the week, uh, mm-hmm. and that's just football. Now, of course, there's tennis, big horse racing, a lot of sports, even in uh, baseball and basketball hiatus. There really is. Um, it's it's pretty impressive, and it's obviously on, on purpose. Um, but, yeah, I mean, football is almost a nightly nightly occurrence at this point, which is a, a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Yeah, it's both of those things for sure. Uh, let's talk a little about what we saw last night. 34-17, Packers covered. Uh, listen, the, the Niners were rolling out, you know, Richie James and co. They had nobody left offensively. I don't think anyone was particularly surprised to see the Packers roll. I did not bet the game. Uh, I had a couple props, as did you. Uh, what did you think of Thursday night? Yeah, so, I mean, I started out with my – it kind of went as – expected like you thought this was either going to be 49ers uh, sorry a Packers win big or the 49ers just get the run game going and and can survive on defense and just muck up the game and turn it into a grinder um once that sharp money came in on on um San Francisco I did wind up playing playing Green Bay at, at minus five and a half right before kickoff I was like all right this is ridiculous I I just, I have to take the Packers yep. at this point. Um, and it worked out. So that was nice, but that just got me my money back from my, my prop that <laughs> Jarek McKinnon, uh, I played it at 25 and a half receiving yards. He had a great 
role in the receiving game going in. Obviously, no wide receivers and and Kittle being out, I thought there would be uh, and Green Bay giving up a league high in in receiving yards to the running back position. I thought it was the perfect spot, and of course he barely gets involved in the receiving game and uh, has one of his most involved games of the season uh, running the ball. So it was just off on that one. Um, weird game for for props. Nobody, I didn't, were Richie James props on the board? That was where I, you I wanted didn't to be because I, I did not see any. Um, I saw Trent Taylor ones on the board which apparently he was, we thought he'd be the wide receiver one. Those unders, I guess, were, were the bet of the night if you played those because we didn't have any Richie James overs to take. So I don't, it looked like a prop game in the end. I think most people didn't do well with props in it, which sucks. Uh, so I'm just happy that I grabbed a little bit of Green Bay. Yeah, I didn't do particularly, I didn't bet it. Like I said, I was more focused honestly, on tonight's college football games uh, than last night's, but I, I didn't have much. I liked, and I was really actually unhappy with the play. And then seeing the game, I was unhappy that I lost. I bet MVS over two and a half catches. He missed by the hook. He caught two touchdowns. He dropped the easiest pass of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, that drop costing you the win there sucks. And it also sucks that you would have won on plus money as a touchdown scorer, and he went over his yardage. So only position on him that you would have lost was the one I took. That was a little frustrating, but again, listen, it's one game. It's the Island games. Those are fun. We've got a ton, ton more on Sunday. And we're going to be talking about that chat. It's good to see everybody on Friday. What's going on. All right. It is Friday. And that means there's Friday night football. We've got three games tonight. Once again, in the college ranks, Uh, we have one really big one, Julian, we were talking before the show. Before that, though, we've got Miami and we've got NC State. We've got San Jose State and San Diego State out in the Mountain West. And then I feel we've like got, that's your game. You, you would think, right? And then we've got BYU going to the Blue Turf to take on Boise State. Uh, floor is yours. Is there? Do you like any of them? Do you like none of them? Uh, I know we don't know a ton about some of these teams, but what were your impressions when you saw the three games? Yeah, it's a it's a cool slate i mean given what we usually get on friday nights at this point like when basketball would be going on it's nice to have these um the miami one miami's gonna win that game i think i don't think it's like an upset spot um i'm curious to hear what you have to say about it i was kind of considering it earlier in the week at nine and a half and now it's on the other side of that and i don't know what i'll do there but i'm 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 still open to betting that game the one that jumped out to me early in the week was was BYU opening as underdogs at Boise I got it at BYU minus two and a half and then again at three and it's now at three and a half um I'm I'm not gonna pretend like I know a ton but I did watch the whole Boise game against Air Force last week they covered in a 49 to 30 win but they got a little lucky with you know a kick return some some things bounced their way and and giving up that many points to Air Force, um, BYU should score a lot of points in this game, I, I would imagine. Um, and BYU is just really good. Uh, from what I've seen of them, they, they don't seem to have many holes. I, I really like BYU in this game. I, I, I hate missing the hook and then being on the other side of it, but like I still think it's fine at three and a half. Yeah, I, I wish I obviously got a little earlier that they are growing as a favorite 
that's the game I want to focus on. So I'll go through the other ones real quick. Miami to me just seems right. I I think they're, that's kind of where it should be. They -hmm. should win on the road. All three games uh, you've got, like I said, would you bet Miami if it were still nine and a half? I'd be, obviously I'd be closer. Um, It would be Miami or pass for me in the game. I I think Derek King will do enough, but I'm just not really looking to get there. I do think, listen, if you want to open it up, I think they're a fine teaser piece. I do think they win the game. If you want to, depending on what type of teaser, if you're doing like a special teaser and you're moving at 10 points, you can get them, basically pick them and you get a couple more opportunities, whether it's in the NFL. Well, I was also going to say, if we, if we're super confident in Miami, you could go a Miami BYU money line parlay, and then you get rid of the points with BYU. I don't mind that. NC State is a, a tough team to gauge. They've had some big wins. They beat Pittsburgh. I, I just, I think ultimately Miami's the better team. The game in the middle is a throwaway game for me. Both teams are 2-0. and I have absolutely no idea how good either is. And I'm not really in the mood to try to decipher it. It seems relatively low scoring over under sitting at 48. Uh, just teams I'm not familiar with. So I want to move to the late game. You talked about it couple things one Boise State just played Air Force as you mentioned Air Force doesn't throw the ball so they only run that's a totally unique package BYU's throwing the ball better than basically anyone in the country Zach Wilson's in the Heisman contention right now which is like kind of mind-boggling Boise has two very good quarterbacks you know that they opened with their their starter he got I guess hurt and then they brought in Jack Sears who's the USC transfer they're going to be ready to go they've got weapons I think 62 and a half is actually a pretty interesting number. I know it's a public side. I I do think it goes over though. Both these offenses are just too good through the air for this game, not to get up and down in my opinion. I like that take. I do think that we're going to see some points like, and the way, you know, you you've mentioned that you've watched these teams a little bit, both of them, particularly BYU, they're an explosive, like they take shots down the field. Uh, Zach Wilson is one of the best yards per attempt in the country right now. And it's because He's throwing bombs, uh, you know, to Romney and Co. They just have a lot, both good running games. I think the strength of BYU's defense is up front, stopping the run. I actually think they could be exposed a little through the air with Boise. Uh, We saw that against Houston. They played Houston. That was their best win. I think BYU is the better team, though. I'm I'm on the same side as you in this game. And then the last thing I want to ask you about here, it's kind of crazy. BYU is 7-0. Boise's only played two games. Like, I do think having that many reps under your belt is an asset this this part of the unique season. Yeah, I was going to say that like BYU is pretty polished at this point. Yeah. Like they're up and running and Boise's still good. They're ranked 21. They're in the rankings for for a reason. Um not that you ever want to factor that in. I'm just saying the the no, perception on them is that they're good. Um but yeah, just two games and and one's against Air Force, so there's just not much there whereas BYU has kind of been tested and you know steamrolled uh steamrolled teams when they've needed to steamroll teams I mean now I'm interested in the total I'm thinking about it like yeah how many I'm just really confident that BYU does well so like if Air Force just scored 30 against them why am I not playing BYU over 32 and a half team total I I like that now the one so again the one thing that's a little tricky is air force only run like they air force had 400 yards rushing um (laughs) obviously BYU is not going to do that 
it's a different type of test, but BYU is also a different caliber of team. So to me, BYU is going over that team total. And I think that Boise will keep pace at some point. Ultimately, BYU is the better team in my mind, even going on the road up to the blue turf. It's never easy to play there. But again, this is not normal times with home field. We know that. To me, it, it feels like a 42-28 type game, like one of those where both teams will have points. Ultimately, I think Zach Wilson's the better of the quarterbacks, and I think BYU is just the better of the teams. It is public, right. though. We're Interesting. So, yeah, um, I don't, but it, I mean, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I do want to ask you really quickly, because uh, certainly tomorrow, me and Matt Gajewski, we'll be breaking down all the college games. Is there anything you want to really quickly touch on for Saturday before a little bonus segment here, before we talk a little Brewers cup and then we get to the main course with the NFL. I do. I'm sure there's some weird games to get into. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Like this week, the things that jumped out to me are the big Friday night game, BYU public side. And then the two games that jumped out to me, honestly, on Saturday are Florida and Georgia and Clemson and Notre Dame which are the fun games to watch. So it's fun to be betting on them. Um, but I really like a side in each game. Um, I have Florida plus three and a half, and I have a little bit of Florida money line. Um, Kyle Trask has been really good this season. Another guy like Zach Wilson that's in, in Heisman contention. Now that Trevor Lawrence has kind of opened things up by, by going out for a couple games. Um, I think it's a really good offense that, you know, Georgia's defense is for real, but that's going to be an interesting test to see how Florida's offense does against Georgia's defense. I think on the other side, we've seen um, Stetson Bennett take steps back, big steps back the last couple of weeks. And if um, Kenny Pickens, right, Georgia's wide receiver one, he... Yeah, George Pickens, but yeah. Kenny Pickett is the the pit quarterback, but yeah. Yeah, all right, too many... Yeah, whatever. Too many College football. George Pickens, that's what I'm saying. If he's out, that's another significant piece um, missing from that offense. I don't have that much faith in Florida's defense. I just, it, this game is also neutral field. This is in Jacksonville. Not that, I don't know what home field means, but it being in Jacksonville, I think probably helps Florida more than it helps Georgia, um, if it means anything. So I like taking the points even at plus three with, uh, with Florida. Talk to me about Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is out, obviously. Do you side with the Tigers still? Obviously, the spread is certainly lower than it would have been if he was playing. Or do you go with Notre Dame? So this one, I can't get over the value. Like, the value better in me is I'm all over Clemson minus five. Um, The look-ahead line when Lawrence got covid um, I know DraftKings and I think FanDuel had had it up most of the season and it was like nine and a half. It moved all the way to 15 and a half at one point in time for this game. And now that now with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now that Clemson kind of struggled with, with BC for a half, I think that got, 
got us even more value here, but we saw what Clemson came out and dominated that second half the way that they, you know, should have dominated the game. Uh, so I'm not really worried about it. I think the quarterback is, is fine. I think that, um, you know, Clemson's just the more talented team and we're now getting like a 10 point discount on this game. I don't trust Notre Dame in these big spots. They, they're like, they're never tested and they always kind of win everyone over and then they're thrown into these big spots and they're not ready for them. Uh, it, this is different, I guess, now that they're in the ACC and, you know, they're at home and whatever, but I, I can't get over the value here. I, I don't think that the, the downgrade at quarterback should be, you know, changing this line by like 10 points. I'm, I'm all about Clemson. So I want to know where you stand on these two games. If I'm just being a public square or if there's anything to them. Well, I'm going to ask you one more thing and then I'll dive into these games. On, on Awesome right now, you have an article about the Heisman. I do. What do you think that Trevor Lawrence being out does to that? And who do you think takes over as the favorite <laughs> due to the situation? So the I wrote this article because it was the like the epitome of line shopping and how important it is. So Trevor Lawrence, I know on DraftKings was minus 167 to win the Heisman before this happened. He like an odds on favorite Russell Wilson, MVP type of bet. Um, and he went to plus 400 on DraftKings, but just plus 200 on FanDuel. So here's the thing. If you like Trevor, I don't necessarily have an opinion. I just have, if there's two guys you're going to bet on right now for me, it's Trevor Lawrence on DraftKings or Kyle Trask on FanDuel. Um, Lawrence is still going to have the chance to get 10 games in essentially if he just misses these two which is what a lot of these other guys you know mac jones and um the ohio state quarterback fields are, are the two fields, favorites yeah. yeah at plus 150 ish and they deserve to be but lawrence is still going to get the chance to play the same amount of games as them after missing these two so him at plus 400 now becomes better value to me the other side of it is if Lawrence is going to kind of fall off. I don't know if Mac Jones and, um, and Fields have the type of lead that they're being priced at over a guy like Trask, who also is going to have the opportunity to get around 10 games in. Him at plus 3,000, what you're going to need is him to have a good game and beat Georgia this weekend, and then he would shoot up the board and be you know in the neighborhood with those guys. So for me, Jones and Fields are too – you're not getting enough value on them. It's either the value on Lawrence going from minus 167 to plus 400, or you go for a long shot and Trask at plus 3,000 and hope that he has a good game against Georgia, and then you're right in the mix of things. Last question on the Heisman. Do you think there's any scenario where Zach Wilson can can get in the actual mix? Um, maybe. Like he, They would have to go undefeated, right, you would say? Um, and, and have some big games. I don't, I haven't even like looked at the rest of the schedule. I don't know if there's like a big game that he can knock somebody off to, to get it. I, I prefer Trask at like the same or similar price. Uh, but Florida already has a loss. Like if, if everybody else racks up one loss and BYU goes undefeated and Wilson puts up big numbers, I guess you can sprinkle there. That would be, that would be a huge story if he won the award, but yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I like Clemson as well. It's just tough. I mean, Ohio State obviously hasn't played a lot. 
we haven't seen them. Um, anything else on Saturday before we, we move on, or are you just focusing on these big-time games? I'm, and I was looking for other games. I just somehow landed on the big game. So if you have something else that jumps on Saturday, I'm, I'm all ears. I want to hear it, and I want to hear your thoughts on, on Clemson and Florida. Well, if you can hear me, because it's, I, an, it's anarchy out here with the leaf blowers. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I can't really hear. Well, I know you're trying to make me talk for the whole show now. And yeah, I am. I, carry I, I, our college football segment, which is totally unfair to me. I know, man. I put you in a bad spot. At least you're not talking horses just yet. <laughs> if we were in the horse racing section and, and uh, you that, that would to be extra, time, we would be in trouble. Extra brutal. Um, no, I mean, like I said, I will look at the lines tomorrow for Saturday. I think Clemson or pass. I don't like Notre Dame in a spot. I was impressed. Did you see the backup quarterback for Clemson last week, their freshman? Yeah. What did you think? I was pretty impressed. I mean, I know it wasn't the cleanest game, but he looked good. No, he looks like a, you know, legit NFL caliber prospect um, type of quarterback, just as you would expect, you know, the guy after Trevor Lawrence when he leaves to to be. So he's getting thrown into the fire a, a little early. Things, uh, I think that ugly first half against BC is getting us just between Lawrence and the ugly first half against BC without Lawrence is getting us so much value on the Clemson number. Um, but none of that was really on the quarterback. He played, he played a great game, and if we take that second half, Clemson clearly bounced back the way it needed to bounce back, and I expect it to come out you know, operating that way in this game against Notre Dame, who's a good team, but I, I just don't see the Irish as, as good enough to, to keep up within a touchdown of, of Clemson. I can't get over the look-ahead line. Like, how many points is Lawrence actually – worth when you have a really good backup quarterback a lot but not I don't know about 10 points or yeah that's a lot of points a lot of points I do want to point out uh tomorrow we got my boys UMass mm. 45 point dogs. dogs Marshall uh team total is only or not team total the over under is only 55 so UMass not expected to do much uh I probably would lay the points if I had to in that game as pathetic as that is UMass worst team in the country I don't see a ton else. The the Pac-12 is starting. We'll have to see what's up with teams like Oregon, USC, Arizona. You know, they're all playing for the first time. They're obviously the last conference. Big Ten is getting going here. But I think really just staying tuned. The last, very last thing I will say on college, and thank you for carrying that segment while this anarchy outside my window took place. Coastal Carolina is legitimately good. I, I, I know we've kind of joked around at times with them and we've bet them in, in some spots. They're, they're legitimately a good team. Uh, I'm going to continue to bet them. I don't know if you've been, been on them at all this year, but keep an eye out. They are ranked and they, they're worthy of being ranked. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've faded Coastal Carolina once this season and um, I forget what game it was maybe Louisiana, but I, either way, I watched the game and I was like, I'm not fading them again. And uh, I've bet on them a handful of times since, and it has worked out well. Uh, big number this, it this is. weekend. I think they're getting like a lot of love from last week. Uh, <clears throat> their quarterback was hurt. I mean, he returned last week and we saw right. what they can do. They're just a good team. I'm not saying I'm betting them tomorrow per se, but keep an eye on them just long-term. They, they have a real chance to just run the table. Uh, what uh what do you think about Florida, Georgia? Ah, oh, man, it's so tough. Florida 
you know, they, they had the, the hiccup with, they had to shut everything down, even though. I think, I mean, they got a win shorthanded and now it seems like everybody's back. Yeah, no. And, and they have, you, you mentioned they've got Trask. Kyle Pitts is unbelievable. It's going to come down to can, can Florida stop the run. We know what Georgia wants to do. They want to run the ball. Zamir White and, and co. Over-unders just 53. To me, I mean, my, my first impressions, and certainly I'm going to dig in more, I think it's kind of a toss-up game. I, I would take the three and a half that's sitting there in, in a 50-50 type spot, neutral field. Florida should be, from what I've heard, you know, ready to go. We'll have to check on the COVID situation, but – I think it would be Florida or pass for me right now. Are you worried at all about Florida's offense against Georgia's defense? Like when I, I bet Alabama against Georgia, I was like, I'm not worried about Alabama's offense. They're going to score. Are you worried? Well, I'm about definitely Florida's worried. It's, okay. it's not the same. Georgia's obviously an elite defense and, and Florida's not even in the same tier as Alabama offensively. Right. I, I just don't know exactly how good Georgia's offense is either. You mentioned Bennett. I'm not overly sold on them. This is a Georgia offense fade i think mostly for me is what i'm trying trying to do that's fair i i have no problem with again i think there's probably easier games out there uh including clemson i'd rather bet clemson than bet anyone in this game um but all right we've talked about that chat if you have any questions on college like i said show tomorrow morning i'll be there slack articles on, on the site get there rapid fire Breeders' Cup, Julian. I know when you plan out your sports calendar, first thing you mark is the Breeders' Cup in horse racing. How excited are you for this two-day extravaganza that's about to get underway? Didn't know it was happening until okay. we sat down to do this show. Um, I'm not even going to talk. I'm just going to let us save some time, and you go, and then we'll get into NFL. Beautiful. This won't take long. I will have an article posted. A couple things. So there's the there's some races today. There's a couple of two-year-old races, which are the, the younger horses. The horses, I guess, in theory, you can see next year for the Kentucky Derby. Golden Pal runs today, sixth race. He's going to be the favorite. He's a monster on the turf. I do not think he's going to lose. If you're looking for a favorite to kind of just hold serve, Golden Pal today. There's a ton of good races tomorrow. I just want to talk about the classic, which is like the Super Bowl of the best of the best. We've got Improbable, we've got Authentic, we've got Tis the Law. These are some of the horses that were, you know, in the Triple Crown races like the Derby, the Belmont, things like that. Baffert has three of them. For me, I'm going against the green. I like Tom's Detat. Six to one right now. He ran against Improbable. Uh, at, in the Whitney, he was left at the gate, though. I think him starting slow in that race is just undervalued, Julian. It's the same concept with sport. You know, if you watch a game and a team fumbles four times and you say, man, they look like the better team, it was just sloppy, bad execution. To me, it's the same kind of story with him. So I'm going to have an in-depth article posted. If you have questions, drop them in chat. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm going to be betting these races. But if you want a pretty good price in the classic, Tom's Detat for me is the horse sitting in that mid-range. I would rather bet him at six, around 6-1 to one than bet someone like Authentic or Improbable sitting around 2 or 3-1. to one. All right. Golden thanks Pal for, today. Thanks though. for the tip. There you go. Golden Pal, this horse. Him and Jackie's Warrior today are just, it's going to be hard to beat either of them. Anyway, that's what we call rapid fire horse talk. Look at that. In, out, all good. 
NFL Sunday chat. I know this is what you guys have been waiting for, and now we are ready to go. Uh, we've got a bunch of games, certainly in the 1 p.m. window. Got a handful of afternoon games. We've got a Sunday night game that I know you'll have your eye on with the Saints and the Bucks. Uh, let's start, though, in that first window. Um, some, of course, big games, as there always are. What, what are your first thoughts? Uh, how do you like the week, and how do you plan to attack it? Honestly, I, I don't love this week that much early. And it makes sense because we have all this COVID stuff popping up. Like it, it's just getting so much more ridiculous. Um, so uh, I don't have like a best bet or anything that I've jumped on. I just have my eye on a lot of things and a lot of leans. Um, the Ravens are obviously going to be shorthanded and I'm kind of, letting that game trend towards a pick em. And I, you and I both liked Baltimore last week. A little bit unlucky against Pittsburgh. Start the game with a pick six, the fumbles. Like, Baltimore should have won that game and gave it away on turnovers. Uh, I think that they'll clean that up against the Colts. Now, COVID-related, we're going to have a lot of, like, linebackers and run stoppers out, and the Colts are good at running the ball. So there is a path for Indy to win this game at home for sure. But I don't trust Phillip Rivers. I think Baltimore is gonna gonna bounce back and find a way. They really need this game. Um, so you know it's one and a half now. I'm gonna let it trend to a pick em. But even you know like whatever minus one twenty money line. It's gonna be a Baltimore money line play or nothing for me in that game. I just it feels like the right side, even a little bit shorthanded. We've seen you know you can fade COVID teams all you want this season. It's it hasn't worked all that well outside of maybe like the 49ers last night who are just smashed with injuries and have COVID stuff going on. That's kind of a unique situation. Um, the other one and we can. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk AFC East because I, we're done with that. You win, I lose. Um, <laughs> it's- Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Cam. Yep, that was a uh, costly fumble. Yes, um, didn't bet at all in that game, but I, I have the AFC East futures. I, I still believe that the Patriots would grind out like a nine and seven type of division uh, win, and it's not going to happen. But I don't like the Bills this week. I like the Seahawks uh, coming east. Everybody, they're like they're coming east again. They've eventually got to got to fail. They're eight one one against the spread. Their last ten trips east. They dominate this spot. The Bills' defense is not good. Um, I like that the Seattle running backs are dinged up because it forces, even though Seattle's been passing more this season, it forces Seattle to pass even more and just leave the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, throw it to DK Metcalf and let him truck people over or run past them. I I do like the Seahawks um, on the road, minus three, maybe buy it to two and a half. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, looking at Odd Shopper right now, three is there. The money is pretty split. A majority, I'd say, is on Seattle right now, but it's nothing extreme. Like when you talked about Baltimore, 
it's a very public side. It's one I'm on as well. I, I don't trust the Colts at all. This is a little more evenly dispersed. And Seattle is the team that really does handle, I don't even know if you want to call it adversity, but they handle going East as good as any team no that problem. I've seen. No problem. They've got weapons on the outside. I think this is a more important game for Buffalo, even though they had the big win. You got you to compete in a game like this. I, I know it's a tough spot, but Josh Allen, who I'm a huge fan of, has not been great. You know, I think there's reasonable excuses. Uh, it was pouring against Kansas City. The Jets, he, he didn't score, but he wasn't terrible. And then last week, he, he was poor, but Belichick always does a good job against him. He needs to play well in this game, and they need to play well. So I'm probably not going to bet the game. I don't know how I back the Bills, even as plus 140 is a little interesting. I, I just don't really think I want to go there. With so many games, there's just better spots, including the Ravens, as you mentioned. <laughs> so I know that I know there. Besides the Chargers, there's no other team that blows leads like this team. But we we do have to look at. Do you read into the fact that Atlanta realistically could be, you know, five and two, something like that, and say, man, they're only a four point favorite at home against the Broncos who listen, they, they made the comeback props to them, but I don't think Denver is a very good team. I like Atlanta in this spot. Uh, I hate backing teams that find ways to lose games rather than win them. But to me, they're just clearly the better team and they are at home. Yeah. I knew you were going to be here. Yeah. You, you won't let go of the Falcons. Nope. <laughs> um, nope. They're obviously their record is worse than, it should be. Um, it doesn't reflect exactly what type of talent they have, but also they're the Atlanta Falcons that just find ways to lose if there is a way to lose. So Correct. they need to they need to build up a big lead in this game, most likely, um, even to co- even to cover four. Like they need to be up double digits late, um, very late. Yes, I don't know. Like it, I'm not betting the. Br- I'm not backing the Broncos at all I just don't know if this is a game that that I'll bet but you have one of these for me every week um one of these crappy games that you just love so maybe by the time uh maybe by the time Sunday rolls around I'll uh be jumping on the Falcons I do if if, the other thing I want to look at in this game uh in terms of player props and I I don't know if they're listed just yet but I want to see where Jerry Judy's line is Uh, I was actually very impressed with him. Yes, he's had some bad drops, but he's getting the targets. He had 10 plus targets again last week. Atlanta secondary is bad. I think the Falcons win this game and it sets up another Drew Locke passing volume in the fourth quarter. I think that Judy has a big game here. He's interesting on the DFS side. So even though I like the Falcons, I I think that certainly some skill set, skill position players for Denver will be effective. Yeah, I agree with that. I did I did back DJ Moore on the yardage uh, last time around against Atlanta, and that didn't work out. Shut out for three quarters and then two grabs for 55 yards in the fourth quarter. So yep. that also does say, you know, that the fourth quarter narrative there for for Judy in this game is is alive and his, you know, it's not going to be a huge number on him either. So exactly. I'm never going to argue with with targeting a receiver prop against Instantly. the Falcons. All right, I want to ask you, certainly not the uh, the Super Bowl of the NFL. They're not going to be building their week highlights around this game. We'll go to the AFC South. What do you do when you have a situation? Gardner issues hurt. Jake Luton, who comes in, obviously we don't know much about him. I've seen him in college a little bit. 
What do you do with something like that? Do you wait and see? Do you look to get in live? Or do you say, you know what, the blinds makers may be inefficient. I'm going to take this spread right now. Yeah. So how good is this kid? Not so I'll say this. I actually thought he was a pretty good player at Oregon State. They were horrible. So it's really hard to get a read on a guy who's on a bad team. Mm. Uh, like they've made strides recently, but when when he was there, they were just a very, very bad team. That okay. makes it tough. So my initial this was the first game that I saw this week at six and a half and said, if there's a teaser that I do this week, this is a teaser piece on Houston. Um, And you know that this is my go-to spot, basically finding a six and a half that I love and you get that six and it puts you, you know, right on the, right on the number for the money line, um, but getting better odds than a, than a two team money line parlay. So Mm -hmm. this is kind of like my, been my bread and butter this year. The thing is, I don't know where else I want to go. You could try and get Kansas City down to four. You could try and get Pittsburgh down to like eight, but you're still, I don't want to be on that side of the touch, like, you know, touchdown. I, I, Pittsburgh, I think, is going to steamroll. We'll talk about that game, but still. The other one that makes me crazy nervous, I mean, what you should have done probably is done it with the Packers last yep. night. <laughs> yep. Um, but I didn't trust that enough and just bet the Packers before kickoff. The other one. Tennessee. Is. Uh, Okay, I was going to say the Patriots, and I have no faith in the Patriots, but are the Jets going to win? I don't think the Jets are going to win this game. I think the Patriots are – I'm not laying the seven on the Pats, but I, I I don't see them losing this game. That would be the, the low of lows um, at this point. So I, I think that I'm eyeballing a Houston-New England teaser. I'm not – super confident in it like I am you know coming in here with some teasers on other weeks I yeah I mean listen a a teaser where you're backing two road teams never is going to feel great Um, two road teams that are have a one win road team and a two win road team. yeah that's also a little dicey I so I'll I'll break them up individually I don't know how big of a drop-off if any Minshew to Luton is because he wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire Mm -hmm. so Jacksonville's got some talent. Houston is Houston. I still, I, I've been saying the whole, like, if you take out that Colts game, and I, I know we're not just going to throw out wins, but there is, people will be talking about who's worse, them or the Jets. Like, right. And that game was a long, that was week one. That was a long time ago. Now the Jets, I actually think they've been, dare I say, a little better lately, as pathetic as they are. I, I'm not going to say they're going to win this game. I, I do think if I had to bet the game, I, I would bet the Jets plus seven and a half as like, I, I, mm-hmm. I think it could be a pretty ugly game, uh, 24, 21 type teaser. I have no problem with there. If I had to make a two team teaser though, I would put in the Titans. Um, okay. I know they're coming off a bad, but you loss would be using Houston. you're with me on Houston. Yeah. I, I, I think Houston okay. is fine. I would not use, I would rather use the Titans than the Patriots. I think coming off a bad loss against Cincy, I have no faith in Nick Foles at all. I just don't. I think the Bears offense is broken. Yes, the Titans have have fallen back to earth a little bit, but they're going to run Derrick Henry even against this front. I trust Tannehill more. They're back at home. They need these games. They can't be messing around, especially with the Colts possibly stealing one against Baltimore here. Tennessee, I, I think, bounces back and is just fine in this game. I think they get it done. 
Fair enough. I, I don't have much of a take on that game. I don't know. That's one like where you are on, on the Jets kind of. If you made me bet the spread, I would probably take Chicago, Chicago. plus six and a half. But I like I I wouldn't argue with you on Tennessee winning. I don't I need to feel that game out. Chicago's obviously got a little bit of COVID. Hmm? Aren't you a noted Bears hater? Oh yeah. Okay. They, but they've got me shook. Like they're all yeah. over the place. Every time I have teams with futures going head to head, it the only one has gone my way. I forget which one. It was uh oh, the Bucks beating up on the Raiders. On the Raiders, yeah. That was the one moment where I was like, okay, things are breaking my way today. Every other time I have two a clash of futures, they both go against me. I yeah, I just don't I do not trust Chicago. Chad just mentioned their offensive line is hurt. They've got a lot of problems. And I just don't think that Derrick Henry is going to wear them down. Um they do. I don't I almost want to bet the Bears the Bears are like even money to miss the playoffs now. I kind of want to the Bet. playoff, and we're gonna die. You know, it's the midway point. Uh, I'm gonna say next week. I'm gonna alter kind of how we do the show, and we're gonna devote some time to really taking kind of a a midseason report and talking about some playoff things because I think this is a good time to take some positions. Uh, whether you want to talk about division winners to make the playoffs, teams are starting to bounce in and out of it. Like the Niners might be just done. Uh, that could open up a potential spot for teams like the Cardinals and teams like the Bears and. The Niners are done. The nine, there you go. So if they're done, the NFC East is done. <laughs> right. Are the Vikings going to get back in it? Like that's that's a big question, uh, uh, and one we can we can dive into. But I want to ask you about a couple more games here. One is you briefly talked about it. Any position on the Chiefs, or are they just like you think they're going to win, but who knows by how much? Um. So it's trending. Like I see. DraftKings, a couple of books are down to 10 on Odd Shopper with the 10 and a half showing. And this one opened much larger. Um, if this was nine and a half, I would consider the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, even more importantly, if it was nine and a half, then I would start to look at like seven point teasers. Um, and you could get Kansas City minus two and a half and like pittsburgh minus seven like something like that would appeal to me uh or you just use or you just use houston again and and get them to the pick and go with kansas city minus two and a half something like that so if we get on the right side of 10 here i'm i'm good looking at kansas city a little bit yeah as we bring up the the game page as you can see all the money for good reason uh on, on kansas city here and I, uh, it's hard to really argue with them. I don't think McCaffrey, if he comes back, is not going to change much, to be honest. No. The, the Chiefs are just too good. Great, good comment from chat. Uh, talking about what you were saying about the Bears, they say, bet it, Julian. They don't have the tiebreaker over the Saints or Rams. If the Bucks win the South, the Bears are screwed. I, I don't even disagree with that. Um, it well, could the Bucks be- are going to, I mean, the Bucks are minus 200 to win the South, I think. And if they win this huge, week, which we'll get to Sunday in a second. Huge Sunday night game. Huge Sunday night game. Uh, but before the Sunday night game, a couple things. Before we even talk about any more games, as Nightbot tells you, NFL rankings are free for week nine. You should go check them out. It's one of the many premium tools normally that we have over at awesomeo.com, projections, ownership, rankings, the things that Alex Baker and the entire team use to try to take down some big prizes. Uh, obviously, we want you guys to join Awesome Plus weekly, monthly, annually. We have packages from sport to sport, all inclusive in our platinum 
you can really find the right thing for you. And there's no better time. The Masters is next week for golf. I'm going to be doing a lot for that. I, I cannot wait. Great time of the year. I think some edges will be have with it being in November. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, and yeah, horse racing, we got it all covered. Uh, article will be on the site. Certainly get in Slack. We'll be talking about it all day. We've got some 4 p.m. games, though. I want to start with the obvious one. You mentioned you think they roll them. It's not hard to think why did you think that. The Steelers are a two-touchdown favorite against the fighting Ben DiNucci's. I mean, minus can, Ben DiNucci. Minus, just, it's just bad. Uh, what do you – can Dallas – I mean, is there any hope that they can move the ball? I guess that's step one. Well, so my only concern here is the unknown that, you know, Ben DiNucci is now benched, and we're going to see – Cooper Rush or who? Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert, who I'm not at all afraid of in terms of, you know, Pittsburgh winning this game. But if the quarterback, you know, the weapons are there for Dallas is the thing with, you know, the, the receivers that they have. So if you have a capable quarterback, you're going to be a little better. Ben DiNucci proved to be incapable. I'm not afraid of one of these other guys winning this game or even keeping it within like a touchdown. Um but I am a like, what if one of them can move the ball? Because if you look at the last three games without Prescott, this is even with Andy Dalton, Dallas has scored one touchdown in the last three games. And it was with three minutes left down 28 against the Cardinals. So they basically just don't, they can't get touchdown drives. Sometimes they luck out and get in field goal range and get three. Um I guess I just want to fade Dallas until I see, like if Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert puts up a couple touchdowns and hurts me, I guess so you just live, I guess you just live with it. So be it. So like, I'm looking at teasing Pittsburgh. I'm looking at, and the Dallas defense sucks. So like Pittsburgh's team total is 27 and a half. I think they should get to 28 or more in this game. Dallas's team total is 13 and a half. They're trying to trick you and make you want to take under 14 and a half and not play it. They need two touchdowns to get there. Dallas can get a touchdown, which they've done once in three games, and two field goals, and you win the under on the team total. against. And this is the best defense they're facing by far in that stretch. So I, I like teasing Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh team total over. I like Dallas team total under. Um, I think there's a lot of ways that you can bet this game, all of them kind of being in the realm of a, like, 34 to 9 Pittsburgh win, which in that case, why don't you just bet the minus 14? I I don't know. Listen, I I think this year more than most, and I don't know why this is, it seems like the talent gap, almost like last night, you know, you look and it's just like, wow, the Niners have nobody. Can they hang in? Well, no, they can't. And on paper, it makes sense. Why would they be able to? They're missing their entire offense. Right. The Cowboys have nobody left. It's like, it maybe maybe and you know what credit to Mike McCarthy if he can design an offense where they get Cooper Rush mobile or they find ways to be innovative that doesn't seem like anything the Cowboys ever do like they're trying to run out whoever is there and play how they would if they had Dak they don't have Dak and now they're playing a team that even if they did have Dak I think it's debatable how effective they would be against the Steelers defense um yeah you know so can't back the Cowboys it's just how do you want to structure your your Steelers exposure that's really 
all I'm exactly. interested in. Once again, I will look to James Conner props. I think the volume will be there heavily. They love giving him the ball. So yardage, finding the end zone. I think James Conner is very live to score in this game. Uh, those are props to keep an eye on. I like that. Um, and obviously I like fading Dallas in, in yes. whatever, whatever fashion you see fit. So last game, and then we'll move to the Sunday night game. Yep. We, last time we saw this team was, uh, it was maybe the wildest game I've seen all year. Somehow they beat Seattle, the Cardinals against the Dolphins. Now the Dolphins are coming off a, a bizarre win in my opinion, where, yeah, they throw two in there and then they got multiple defensive touchdowns, a punt, you know, the punt return and whatnot. I was, I was all over the Rams there. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna even go down. Miami's defense was like the most popular play in 10 years in DFS. Somehow everyone's got a crystal ball these days. Three and a half point favorite for the Cardinals at home. I I don't know. I don't know what we make of Tua. We didn't really see anything because he didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it's interesting. Arizona's coming off the bye so that people kind of forget that they just beat Seattle. Um, it's a pass for me because we don't we don't know enough. Um, Tua yeah. didn't do anything, and he what? You can't fault him, but he also wasn't that great. He completed like 50% of his passes, nothing special. Uh, the Miami special teams and defense was obviously fantastic. I also uh, played Tennessee defense over Miami defense in cash. And Negative one. I was wow. there with you. That was uh, – everything else was right, but the defense was not right. So, whoops. Uh and and I had, and I bet the Rams uh, as as my best bet that week. So I was just swift kick below the belt uh, two times. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. Uh, Miami might have a little bit of of steam in the in the AFC to try and try and grab a playoff spot. Arizona has looked really good. I I, I don't have have thoughts honestly i, I want to have some thoughts i don't i'm just not betting the game i'm not looking at it and uh focusing on other spots it's the type of game uh we talk about this on the show i think it's a good data point i'm gonna watch this game and i'm gonna bank what i see from tua i'm gonna bank what i see from the cardinals and i will use that to make bets in the future uh not mm-hmm. the end all be all but i i don't see i don't see personally an avenue i don't know how good Tua is i don't know how good the cardinals are I'm really not sold on them. They have flashes. I think Chase Edmonds will have a good game potentially. He's going to be DFS consideration. I don't, you know, three and a half to four uh, on odd chopper. It seems right to me. They they should be a slight favorite at home. There's easier spots out there. Definitely a wait and see right now. Maybe that'll change on Sunday, but I'm not sure that it will. Uh, all right. A couple minutes left and we've got to talk about this game. Sunday night. Big one for you, big one for Tommy Boy. Bucks at home against the Saints. I don't want to say this is it, but it, it does feel like if the Bucks win this game, they are in full control in the South, and they are the, the favorite maybe to represent the NFC. I mean, they're 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 just the rich get richer. What do you make of it? Do you think Antonio Brown is an actual factor? Uh, the Saints always start slow, as you pointed out on this show. Where are these teams at, and what do you make of the line? Yeah, the line is pretty spot on. Maybe it should be – maybe there's a little bit of value on the Saints, honestly. You would think it would be more around a field goal. Michael Thomas should be back. No idea what to make of Antonio Brown. I think that 
Brady will make a point to involve him to a degree and make him feel involved immediately because he seems like the kind of guy that you need to make feel that way. Um, he could be a big factor. I don't know. It depends where his head is at. He was a absolute wild card for his brief stint in New England. He sounds um, like, he, just from listening to him speak, he sounds a little bit more reasonable now. I don't know if he's like medicated or what um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dive into like the psychology of antonio brown here but obviously he's capable of making plays and playing behind guys like godwin and mike evans he's not somebody that you need to rely on so it's a you know convenient spot to have antonio brown he's a luxury to add which is good for for tampa that's Um, yep so I, yeah, I don't. In terms of this game, I don't, maybe it'll arrive and I'll I'll feel a certain way and bet it. I, I don't believe in Drew Brees. It's an outdoor game against a good defense. Maybe I'll find a way to to fade Drew Brees. I th- I think Tampa's going to win, and that's what I I already have. You know, it's already like I'm betting on this game because I have so many Tampa futures at at great prices from from before the season. So just kind of let them ride out the over eight and a half wins is obviously great but the plus 350 division is that's what i want to happen um and i want them to i don't know if they're gonna surpass seattle somehow but get that first round by that would be great for for nfc futures so i have enough riding here where i'm just gonna root on tampa um that said maybe sunday night arrives and i feel like sprinkling on something but yeah i mean right now tampa's taking a little little more money but nothing I don't see anything extreme. Uh, you know, it's kind of split down the middle with some of these uh, on the game page, which is one of the many reasons you should go to Odd Chopper. We have so much there in terms of the injury reports, the line movement, a lot, a lot of key pieces of information that we're using on this show. I, I think Antonio Brown is is a luxury. It's not if he is ineffective, it means nothing. If he's mm-hmm. somehow effective, it's another weapon. Uh, it's going to be tough. I I think that. Again, I don't want to make too much of one game, but to me, Drew Brees, I've been underwhelmed this entire year by him. I think he's kind of skated on some pretty bad games and he's leaned on mostly Kamara because the other guys aren't there. He needs to play well because credit, I'm shocked that I'm wrong again for the 20th year in a row that Tom Brady may not be done. Uh, He has taken control of this offense. I have to give him credit. I did not think he could get the ball downfield. He can. Scotty Miller's been unlocked, obviously Evans. And this is with injuries. I mean, Godwin's been in and out of the lineup. They've Mm -hmm. got the running backs. The line is protecting him, which is the key to Brady. He doesn't like to be hit, as we all know. Right. I I think that I feel much more confident that Tampa will play their game. I think the Saints can beat them if they play their A game, but they certainly will not hang in this game unless Drew Brees finds ways to actually move the ball. I was not impressed against last week. They should have blown past Chicago. That game went to overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't be doing that against teams like Tampa. Right. And of course, Chicago beat Tampa, but uh, yeah, that I that don't know what to make of that, to be honest. Game. And and Tampa's been pretty locked in since then, although they beat the Giants on like their C game, which was the Giants. weird. Um, <laughs> the Giants are playing a little better lately. I got to give them I, a I, First of all, I'm shocked that you skipped over Giants uh, Washington. I thought that was a game that I thought that was like your whale play this week. It. <laughs> so it's not. It's certainly not. I do think, again, going back to and I, I'm not going to make this play, but you were talking about teasers. I would rather play the Giants plus seven and a half than use the Patriots this week. 
to be honest. I, I think that game, or plus eight and a half for the Giants. I, I think they hang in the game. Um, but those teams are the Washington is just awful on so many levels. And I I don't think I can do it. Uh we talked about that. I want we have a couple minutes left, Julian. And I always like to get your take on this as we end the show. Survivor has been pretty straightforward. Like, you know, you want to take the Chiefs last week, which like I did just as easy as it comes. Of course, you burn them. Uh this week it's kind of similar with Pittsburgh. Do you take them against the Cowboys? If you don't and say you don't have the Chiefs left, like where, where do you go? Uh, is there any other spot? I guess it's kind of like, who do you feel just confident in those money line picks? Yeah. Um, so I do go Steelers if I have so them, I. if I have them available, I think that there is, there has to be some regression for Pittsburgh at some point, they're going to lose a weird game that they're not supposed to lose, but it's not going to be this week. It's going to come after this week. It's going to uh, be in the division. The Browns right. or the Bengals are going to get them. I, that's I what I was going to say. Like I can see Joe Burrow getting like a huge win over yep. The Steelers, something like that. So, yeah, I, I use Pittsburgh. And if you don't want to use or don't have Pittsburgh and you um, are out of Kansas City, I guess you're looking at Houston. Oof. I don't know. You're going to say Tennessee. Yes. You're right. I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I like I, fade the Jags. I, I think that, again, this just speaks to – there's a fine line between you want to save teams, but you also don't want to take an unnecessary risk. Like to me, if you have the Steelers, I don't think they're that, they're a good team. I don't want to say that they're not, but I'm not worried about burning them. I'm just no. not. Like I'll, I'll get rid of them and I'll move on. Uh, you're not going to be going against the grain, but let other people chase. Let other people make, try to take some teams in maybe not the safest spots. They're two touchdown favorite. They're by far infinitely more likely to win a game then basically everyone else, the Chiefs, I think, is debatable, but most people don't have the Chiefs left anyway. So uh, on that note, I think we've got it covered. Obviously, stay tuned. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, we've got Josh Engelman and the man himself, Alex Baker, talking a little NFL strategy. Certainly, we've got some uh, season-long content, stardom and sit with Kyle and Matt. Tomorrow, college football with me. There's probably MMA. On the contrary, Jordan knows. He's got it all covered behind the glass. Go to our YouTube page. This is one of perfect way to end the show. This is why you should subscribe and hit the notification bell to our YouTube channel so you don't have to listen to me ramble off what's there. You'll just get alerts and you won't miss our shows. Get all our content for free. And we do appreciate it, chat. As always, it's been fun. Good luck in football, in horse racing, in college football. Me and Julian are going to bounce on out of here. Follow us on Twitter. You've got the handles right there. If you have any questions, Hit up Julian. He's pumping out a ton of content here at Awesome Moments, certainly on his Twitter feed. Good luck, everyone. See you next week for some Masters Talk. These leaf blowers. I'm